Welcome to episode 12-ish of Half Court and Midrange and one more set. Or, and I, anyway, we'll have to think of a better name. I'm your guest host, Andrew Morissette, subbing in for no one, but here with my two guests, Ray. What's up, Andrew? I like and one more set. I was thinking, or more sets for pin downs for a, a key shoot or something like that. I think that's too many words. Yeah, it probably is. And also here, Court Schoonover. How's it going? Welcome, fellas. Gentlemen, NBA's back. Exciting times. Exciting. What a time to be alive. But even more exciting, the return... The best of all possible worlds. The best of all possible worlds. More exciting is the return of Half-Court and Mid-Range Podcast. You fellas have been away for a while. Uh, we have. We um, we took a, yeah, we took a little time away, but now we're back, and we're better than ever, and we're rejuvenated. Now, Ray, you were, uh, you were out and about in the wide world. Tell us a little bit about your time hiking the Pacific Northwest Rim Coast Trail. <laughs> um. Thank you for asking, Andrew. Uh, yeah, so I hiked between um, Glacier National Park and the Pacific Ocean uh, with my friend Michael. Uh, it was a really nice time. It was uh, quiet, and we got to see lots of uh, beautiful scenes and um, got to disconnect from a lot of things, and uh, I really appreciate it. It was, a, it was a calming and, you know, it was a nice time. Now, give me a give me a highlight and a uh, a low light of the trip. <sighs> Good question. Um, a highlight. Um, a highlight. Well, there were lo- okay. Just every time we went into town and kind of had our first meal and our first shower, that was just unbelievable. And uh, I, I can't recall being so joyful just eating and you know showering. Uh, and that was so. Those were highlights. Probably our favorite part of the trip, uh, both Michael and I, was in the Pasayan Wilderness, uh, which is east of Ross Lake in the North Cascade National Park, and it was uh, Just particularly me with all the geographic references. I don't uh, know. <laughs> Sounds like it was green. It was. There was lots of green. Okay. Uh, there was lots of uh, mountaintops. We were basically looking at Canada a lot. Uh, we were right south of the border. Uh, weird to say south of the border in relation to Canada, isn't it? No, not really. <laughs> not <Yeah>. too well. <laughs> I think it's weird to say it in relation to anything that isn't South Carolina. Yeah, I ninety five, uh, America's dream. Um, but yeah, it was just a particularly remote and untouched by humans. And in that regard, it was kind of maybe what I had imagined about the trip, um, or what m- imagined what the trip would be like. Um, a low light. Um. I won't tell the whole story, but we basically uh, got lost one night in a in a one afternoon that turned into a night in a thunderstorm. And uh, uh, actually, my friend Michael wrote about it in our compound sentences uh, zine. Uh, so you all should check that out. A lovely read at low uh, lo-fi hijinks if it is online. <laughs> Which it will be, maybe, sometime. We'll put it in a post. With your donation, (laughs) we can afford the server costs to keep it online more than just when you look at it, which is nobody really looks at it. So right now it's off, but we might put it back on because we got to put this podcast somewhere. Now, don't you guys know the internet is free? The internet um, is free. Agreed. But servers aren't, aren't free. Yeah. Well, now what's the server? What's the what's the server? What's the server? That's for tomorrow's podcast. Yeah, that's uh, talking tech. Yeah, talking tech with. I don't know any puns for Andrew's name for and tech. One. There's not many good ones for tech. Uh, well, oh, and more, more. Uh, yeah, more set your bit to one. To uh. <laughs> these are references I definitely understand. <laughs> the uh, oh, d- w- while we're on the topic of your last name, I think uh, running your sets, more Andrew, running your Morris set, running, get into your sets. I don't know. Yeah, we're gonna have to workshop this one <laughs> when we trash this first hour and a half of talking and start over. Could be Andrew Morris set shot. 
Yeah, set shot. That, yeah, that works. Cool. Yeah. We're going to have a poll online for listeners, and you can actually type you can in the vote. comment box, and you can vote. Text in one if you like more set shot. <laughs> Text in C if you like and one. Text in other if you like other, and we'll follow up individually with you. Voting, yeah. If you vote, which no one's here is pressured to do, voting's fine. It's not for everyone. I appreciate that, Andrew. I think there's too much pressure put on people to vote, and they're made to feel now I like agree. bad people, you know, if they don't vote. And I think if you don't want to vote, you shouldn't vote. Smash cut two, gentlemen, I'm in New Orleans. We're live in the hot Crescent City. Yeah, what, um, so yeah, what brings you here, Andrew? And it seems like you spent a couple of days here. What are your reflections on the city? Yeah, it took a little space to come down, travel, see the town. It's been advertised, movies, film, books plays other media as a city that's pretty fun to spend time in i've found that to be true with several key exceptions so i'm down okay. here for a wedding lovely time the wedding itself you know i don't want to protect people's names but you know it was it was nice lovely large uh did one of these second line walks ah so the, the famous did you uh, get the Ray, why don't you explain a little bit more about what that is uh second lines happen in new orleans um after weddings and funerals um, and oftentimes just to celebrate on a Sunday afternoon. Um, and if folks, if you've seen the the classic film "Live and Let Die," mm. the James Bond uh, vehicle, I guess the Roger Moore vehicle. Um, oh, it's a real it's a real treat. There's a second line scene in that, and there's some dancing and singing. And in that one, someone gets uh, assassinated. Didn't happen at the one I was in. That's good. Last night, but it was from the uh, wedding venue to the reception. Lovely time. Nice. That's boring. New Orleans. Lovely city. Did you get the little shuffle step dance? So that's so. There's a marching band going on the street, uh, okay. and there's this little kind of. I was a little far back from the front. You were okay. Yeah. Okay. So I, I might have missed the shuffle step dance. Yeah, I don't even know if that's a good way to describe it. I but think it's the perfect it's way. Kinda, okay. Um, so this city's very nice, very beautiful, very hospitable. Met some good folks all around. Uh, also had the misfortune of going into the French Quarter mm. uh, late into the evening at the behest of uh, unfortunate friends of mine. It's the worst place I've ever been outside of Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, shouts to Las Vegas, Nevada for being the worst. Uh, yeah, it's awful. It's like the Moss Eisley Cantina from Star Wars without any of the interesting creatures. Uh, and with a lot more, I think, I guess, bachelorette parties and bridal parties. And, yeah. and just a lot of, I've never once seen so much skin on people that I well, I don't, you know, not to denigrate, uh, not, I'm not here to body shame, gentlemen, <laughs> but I wasn't pleased, and I'll leave it there. Wow, all right. So, all right, Andrew. But outside that's, of that, it's hot. It's small. It's hot radio right now. Small negatives on overall positive and lovely time. Nice. In the it's interesting that you brought up city of the South. It's that's, interesting that you brought up the cantina scene in Star Wars, because we have been to a party where the theme was cantina scene in Star Wars. In the French Quarter. Actually. Oh, yeah? Who did you yeah. guys go as? Uh, <laughs> I went as the Star Trek character. <laughs> I decided to flip the script, you know? Um, <laughs> court. Um, <laughs> court, yeah, I don't. Uh, what did, did. Did you go to that party? What'd you go as? Han shot first? Yeah, I was at the party. Uh, I was going to be the guys who play the. Do, 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 uh, do. I think oh, you're talking careful. about yeah, friggin' Dan and the Middle Notes. Clear that sample, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was going to be the cantina band, uh-huh. but that's a very extensive costume. These guys have the bug eyes. They got the little mouth folds. Uh-huh. They have clarinets. Didn't have one of those. I just had a melodica. Uh, but I think Classic. I was dressed, dressed as like your standard Jedi. I had a Jedi brown oh, robe. Yeah. It was good. Uh, I was, had the long hair braided, so it was oh. kind of a Qui-Gon Jinn sort of deal. Um, everyone's favorite Jedi. Everyone's favorite Jedi, who was <laughs> definitely in that cantina. Yeah. Gentlemen, hard cut too. Actually, inf- interesting conversation. And what the people are here for? What NBA basketball? Are, that's what they're they're here for. That ten percent of the season in the books. Gentlemen, let's talk some themes. What are you seeing out there? What are your favorite? Uh, what are you, What are you picking up? Um, the biggest theme I think of the story, you know, of the season is uh, the Sixers. Um, that is the biggest theme of the NBA season. Yeah, the, the 1976ers. <laughs> Tell us all about it, Ray. <laughs> um, you know they they are more of a real basketball team this year, and they have uh, 
player the player who's probably has the most buzz around the NBA this year, Joel Embiid, uh, playing. He is a uh, humongous and really good at basketball and uh, does some things that are uh, pretty unique. And uh, obviously, it's been a long time he's missed. So for those of you, I've probably talked about him on this podcast a decent bit. So given that our listenership is pretty loyal, you probably do know something about him, but he's a highly touted prospect that missed his first two seasons with a broken foot, and now he is playing. Um, but it's been great to watch him, and uh, he just has incredible uh, footwork and just does unbelievable things on offense and defense. And, and I think it's fair to say that he's he's outperformed, I think, a lot of expectations up to this point. What are you seeing in him that's most exciting as a, an avowed Sixers fan? What are the skill sets you're surprised by, or what do you what do you see in there? I think there are some. Um, I think there are some advanced moves that he's showing where it's like, wow, this basically. So this this guy's uh, 22, I think, and he started playing basketball when he's 15, and uh, so he basically just hasn't played a lot of basketball, and so he has these super advanced moves. He does a a dream shake. Um, for a guy his size that are just very hard to do. And so you're like, wow, he can do that. But I think what's most impressive about uh, him is that how quickly he learns moves uh, in the preseason. Like you would see him go up to an official and like talk about how he can do a rip through foul or something. And the, the official would be like, yeah, this is how you do it. <laughs> and then the next day, the next game, he would do it. It's, um, like, a, it's like a build a player. And I assume 2K has this feature where you can pay and have uh add on new skills and it just suddenly they're there yes yeah so i think what's what's most exciting about his uh projectability besides his like unreal physical tools is his ability to learn new skills and if he continues to learn the game at the rate that he has already then he'll just be um really an unbelievable player now how so. much of his success do you uh sort of give to sergio rodriguez oh good question sergio rodriguez um which is a uh, tongue-in-cheek, but also a real question about competent point guard play yeah. around the Sixers, which has been notably absent. But also, I love Sergio Rodriguez because he looks like a tiny, bald European man in oh, all of these things. That's funny because I also kind of think he looks like our friend Joel Sherman. Uh, he has a Joel, b- uh, brownish tiny, red European hair man. and like brown <laughs> eyes, and he's also about Joel's size. And Joel's also pretty good at basketball. So Sergio Rodriguez, Mason Joel. I praise. I, I was expecting a slam, but look, look at you, Joel. <laughs> no, we, we love Joel here. This is a pro Joel podcast. Um, unlike Can't some me. other Count people a, who aren't on this podcast I, right now. I want to say I'd like to be excluded from that narrative. Count me as a Joel truther. Oh wow! I'm not, All right, I'm Shots not fired. in on Joel yet. Shots fired. I look forward to meeting you someday. He's gonna write a mean story about you. What a what? What is a Joel truther? What's the big issue? You like don't believe he exists or? He like did something bad. It's more about, I mean, have you guys, I mean, I've done the research, but it's more about, I don't think that jet fuel is hot enough to melt steel beams. Mm, and mm. that's the real key issue with Joel Sherman. Truth with Joel Rhythm. Sherman. Okay. We're going to leave that for Wednesday's podcast, which is jabbing about Joel. Jabbing about Joel, all your favorite Joel conspiracy Or Jowl and Joel. I haven't really gotten down to, to the bottom of that one yet, but... But back to the Sixers. Sergio or Rodriguez. Sergio. That's, yeah. I saw Court, a tell bit us of, more. Uh, yeah. Well, I've watched a lot of Olympic basketball, or I watched a lot of those Olympics, and he was someone where I was like, oh. That, showed some things. That, he showed some things there. He's got good vision. Yeah. Good passer. I was like, that's an NBA player. Where, uh, you know, like for Brazil, though, you see Nene out there. A lot of those games, I was like, that Easy. guy, is he an NBA player? Don't know. Easy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Well, you can also just look at your history books because Sergio did play in the NBA about seven years ago um, mm. and then left for Europe and has made a very quiet return. But for Sixers fans, I think it's a, fresh, a breath of fresh air to have someone actually with passing skills, moving the ball around, making Embiid's life a little bit easier, it looks like. so. Right. Well, Ray, what do you think with regards to Sixers? What's going to change on the win-loss game? It's still a lost season, I'm sure, as far as making playoffs or anything. Or maybe you don't think so, but what do you see the team? Yeah. And you got some injuries still you're dealing with? Yeah. Um, I think I think we'll lose a lot of games this year. I think the main thing that mainly because of – I think if Embiid could play 35 – so the, the Sixers have uh, are keeping him on a 24-minute restriction until he's Christmas. Uh, and so our, by far our best player is only playing half the game where 
if he's healthy, you could play 36 minutes or something like that. How many um, minutes has Ben Simmons playing? I'm currently playing zero. Huh. Um, but yeah, maybe he'll come back January, February, and get some run to you, and that'll make us. Either way, I don't think uh, we're unless I don't think we're going to be a good team. I think we're going to lose a lot of games. That's okay. I think what's important about this year is. You know, like you said, with Sergio, we have the um, piece of a functional offense, a guy who can run a pick and roll, a guy who can hit cutters, a guy who can get the ball to Embiid in the post. We have some more pieces. Um, even with the recent addition of Ursan Ilosova, we got in a trade. Um, um, but I'm not excited about him in general. <laughs> so I'd um, like to put some cold water on that if that was going <laughs> to get you excited. <laughs> I'm not excited about it, but he is a basically he's a good shooter. Um, and so to put him next to Embiid... Um, that space, yeah. that creates a lot of space for Embiid to work under the rim. Now, what are the chance? What what's the I guess the likelihood? Speaking of trutherism, that the Colangelos are are launching into a secret tanking season, and they just needed to get Hinky out so the trust the process people could, you know. But but really, what's happening is we're trusting the process for another year, another good yeah. draft pick. It's another big draft coming yeah. up, or another I, good one. But yeah, Brian Colangelo. So Brian Colangelo is our general manager who ousted uh, Sam Hinky, who I've. Uh, gushed about in multiple formats including this one um but he's so far uh, while i have some negative feelings for brian colangelo because he replaced sam hinky uh he's done a re- he's done a fine job he's made sound moves he hasn't jeopardized our long-term uh, plans with anything short-sighted um so i'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and i think he is smart enough to know that if we finish with a really bad record and get a high draft pick this year that's probably going to be the best thing for our team. So I don't think he's going to jeopardize things. I think what's interesting to watch for is if Brett Brown, our coach, um, can last the whole year. Um, the Colangelos might have other ideas about a coach. And You if think he might s- get fired? I think so. Oh, um, interesting. I could just see them wanting to bring in their own guy, and um, I could see them saying, oh, we signed Sergio Rodriguez and Gerald Henderson, and so you shouldn't go on 18. Or Brett would be like, well... Team's still not that good, um, but um, but yeah. And also, the team has embraced in different ways this processed concept. So Joel Embiid, our star player, has embraced it. He's asked, uh, he's decided his nickname is the process, and he asked uh, the announcer to introduce him as Joel the Process Embiid. It's a terrific name. And after uh, the first two games, they obliged, and so. The team has got behind this, and the fans chant "Trust the process." Um, even though I think the ownership and uh, the new management wanted to have this be a thing of the past, uh, it is not. Joel Embiid is making it stay, which is lovely, and I think hopefully they'll also embrace the ideology of not rushing, getting ahead of ourselves. You know, so so transitioning from exciting future things that are also kind of ugly to watch it sometimes. Let's go to disappointing and sad future things that are also ugly to watch at other times. Court, what's going on with the Pels? The local team, the Crescent team. You know, uh, obviously, talent there. It's it's rough. Uh, Drew is the talent sad. all inside uh, the number twenty three Anthony yeah, Davis I think jersey. At, at this rate, it's pretty much entirely inside Anthony Davis. Uh, Tyreek obviously still out, uh, and also just. You know, if that's your second best player, you're not super, super excited. It's a problem. Um, they got Lance Stevenson. Everyone <laughs> kind of a last chance deal. That's like, you know, vaguely intriguing. Yeah, I like Lance Stevenson um, for more entertainment reasons. But but yeah, you know, you got your uh, you got Tim Frazier at the starting point. Yeah, that's uh, not 1980s <laughs> sitcom dad, Tim Frazier. <laughs> <laughs> I guess Frazier was a dad. uh but he was more like a psych- psychotherapist. Yeah, because he was more of one. That's that's fair. I mean, <laughs> as far as describing his whole person, yeah, I'd say he was more of a psychotherapist. Yeah, you just called him a 1980s else. sitcom dad, though. Well, I just meant the name Tim Frazier evoked the image <laughs> of a of a neighborhood dad more than an NBA player. But um, yeah, yeah, if we want to talking sitcoms and people named Frazier, if you, you want to be talking, if you want to be talking, toss out and scrambled eggs. That's Thursday's <laughs> podcast, and I'm happy to do that one. Did Frazier have any kids? I don't remember that. Yes, he had a kid that um, okay. stayed in Boston with his Oh, was ex. it with Roz? Yeah. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I am conflating all memories I have of the show that I've watched. The show is about, about radio, 50 which times. clearly you know <laughs> little to nothing about. 
<laughs> well, that's a wonderful Shots thing fired. because we're on a podcast. <laughs> I don't know what a podcast is. It's like a, a movie of a radio. A movie of sound. Yep. That's pers- that's what I'm sticking with. Okay. So um, but back Frazier, to the Pelicans. Yeah, super disappointing. Uh, the, the one glimmer of hope I have in it is that I park in the Superdome lot and that's where... <laughs> that's where if it's like if they're good it gets real crowded there and it's just like the traffic is a nightmare coming home from work uh so now in the smoothie king center is near the superdome yeah so it's like adjacent to the superdome Mm. and so and then my office building and ray's office building are are also very nearby and so we have contract parking in the superdome lot they don't kick for the saints they'll kick you out if the saints have a game they won't let you park in those parking spots but for the pelicans it just gets more crowded down there they block off some streets they have the you know traffic cops but if nobody's going then you can just kind of you know now uh, quick hitter quick hitter smoothie king center best name for a league arena worst I, name name a better one go uh i think sleep train maybe is i think is it's gone now there. right yeah it's they not a new one but like as far yeah, as sleep train would have been my vote too Smoothie King and it's like uncoolness like that as a name is who doesn't love a smoothie exactly um, and it's just not intimidating yeah I think it's <laughs> it's 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 a real bummer to watch Anthony Davis and then it makes you just worry about it you, you hate to see people's careers kind of be meaningless despite all the the skills you hate to project in the future and say gosh if this doesn't change you know you know, one boogie cousin's suffering and ignominy is is enough to have Anthony Davis join him and possibly other ones. It's it's right. not what you want the league. It's not. It's not. It's, I would love these players, and but to, you can't pay me to turn on a Kings game. But then it's, here's some more conspiracy theories. Will they like do that Chris Paul thing and just make him go to whoever they feel like? It seems like a more of a David Stern thing and an Adam Silver thing. But it's early in his reign. We could see some surprising things once he has. Yeah, once he, he's settled once in he's a little bit, and everyone to, into yeah, it, yeah, exactly. to believing he's he's a benevolent overlord, we'll we'll find something. More Adam Silver and Nate Silver are they related? Uh, I, no. Okay. I'm gonna go and go ahead and just go with a no because they don't look the same, and that's how <laughs> I understand things. <laughs> they both have glasses. I feel like. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> <laughs> I don't actually know what Nate Silver looks like. <laughs> my my sentiments tell me that maybe they both have glasses. Uh, Nate Silver is well. You're just googling everyone out there in the radio land. Hit us up. Text three if you think they look the same. <laughs> text pound symbol if you think they look different. Um, uh, just leave a comment on the little part of the blog. Yep. Generally, we've had yeah. That's how people have voted on the name of the podcast. Actually, they left comments on the on the blog and uh, leave another comment. We read them uh, sometimes on air. I'm gonna go ahead and transition to an even more frustrating topic. Mostly for me, is these god dang Washington Wizards. The Washington Wizards. I had high expectations because I'm a fan without very good forethought or or extreme amount of bias. After a week, five games, or one and four, it doesn't look good, gentlemen. Okay, so first, what were your high expectations uh, mainly based on? I had hopes that the... and And I realize as I say these, they will sound desperate, and how could you have any hope based on these things? I had high thoughts for the Jan Mahimni backup for uh, Marching Gortat. He's a good defensive center. Thought could offer some uh, stability in the bench unit, which at this point is incredibly bad. They got outscored thirty-three to eight the other night in a win. Um, that's that's not good. So that's too much work for John Wall, who's already had to take a game for rest because he had surgery on both his knees over the summer. Bradley Beal is just intent intent on being uh, only whelming. He's, he won't underwhelm, so I can give up on him, and he certainly will not overwhelm with with a skill set, and just doesn't. I'm I'm not sure. I'm not in the the hot take business to say if it's a mental thing or if it's, he's clearly got the skill set. I'm not really sure what it is. Um, I don't really buy into the John Wall Bradley Beal fight. They don't like each other. That there's that's a house of cards. Whatever. I, it's just not a great. It's not a, a well structured team. Gortat pick and roll is great. If Beal was a 40-plus percent three-point shooter, that'd be great spacing. He hasn't been that. Otto Porter shown some flashes. Very inconsistent. Kelly Oubre. 
That experiment's not looking good. Kelly Oubre, the G- poor junior, man's Justin Anderson. Oh, gosh, that hurts. <laughs> that hurts so bad. So I think if we were to look at this, uh, if we were to try to be up to optimistic about this, they have had a bunch of road games and a tough schedule. Um, and it'll so stay played, tough for the first, f- for a couple more weeks, I think. Yeah. So, they, I mean, they played Toronto, Atlanta. Those are some of the better teams in the East. They played at Memphis, who, who's solid. Um, and the Magic only, lost. John Wall didn't play that game. Yeah, and they only lost by two. So, I think I think with all of the early results, we're still in like very small sample size. So they could be better, but I suppose maybe what's damning about their start is that there have already been people writing and talking about, you know, are the Wizards have they just reached a like certain level of mediocrity that they're not going to be able to get by. Yeah, and mediocrity was assumed. I mean, I, I don't think anyone had high hopes for anything over 43, 44 wins, but, you know, the I guess what I'm most concerned about is the thin bench. Mm-hmm. Trey Burke is exactly what we expected, which is not a, a great start or backup point guard. There's people really hoping about Thomas Sadoransky, the, the, the Czech rookie. Uh, again, a, a dubious uh, basket into which... To, uh, into which to put you put all your eggs so i i'm not that was a good metaphor. that was really nice yeah that was nice stumbled through it but it got markeith morris has been good he's been solid he's not he doesn't take games over it's yeah. just it's it's a very tenuous thing if we're gonna play well the whole game we can win by four if anything goes wrong yeah it seems like it comes tumbling yeah. down by but, the way i think that i i i also liked the mahini signing especially among the other center, like over the Mozgov or the Noah. Yeah, and he should be back. I mean, he had an MCL or meniscus surgery, I think, and he'll, yeah. I think, one of the two. And he should be back within another month or so. But So what would it take for you? How close are you, and maybe is it right out this season, or how close are you in thinking about uh, a Wizards rebuild? So that's the biggest fear, right? I think that the, the John Wall era, I love John Wall. I'd be very... I, if I have sleepless nights about the NBA, which don't really happen because you know I have other things to be concerned about, but it's it's the John Wall leaving um, or, or deciding to tear it down if the Beal thing flames out, because if there's a possibility John can push himself out in the next year or two, and that would leave a hundred million. 120 million dollar Beal contract, whatever it is, or is it 40? I think it's like 140 or 145. Right, yeah. um, uh, that's not a great cornerstone for a team if John Wall's not there um so they're gonna have to pay him and the real problem is then you're it's the classic thing of if this backcourt doesn't get significantly better then we're going to be spending uh, you know a huge amount of the salary cap on two guards who have not proven to be uh, is improving as fast as some of the league's other duos like Lowry and DeRozan and things like that so that doesn't bode well for the future so a teardown there's probably a, a point in which that makes sense I'm just biased and don't want to go through another awful yeah. Wizards era. This was such a dim but exciting light that's been the last few years. Right. Yeah. Um, so it's hard to say. Um, one, th- I don't know how it's held up this season. I do remember coming into the season, folks were saying that the the team when Beal and Wall shared the floor, which admittedly was not that much because of the injuries, um, they did have like really good uh, plus minus and like overall net rating. So. Or maybe that'll turn around. Yeah, and there's the, will, the health thing for Beal for sure is yeah. the issue. But if it comes to a rebuild, I will say that it can be fun to root for a really bad team. If they win, it's like a bonus. If yeah. they lose, you're I mean, like, you, well, you experience that more than get most a people. higher draft pick. And then you get to like read about all these players. And I think that are in they are like eighteen or nineteen years old. And I think the it's just like the idea of like these players could be anything. These players could be the best players ever. Ray, you're talking about a little thing called hope. Yeah, hope. Something to, something to grab That's onto. That's right. That's what Sam Hinkie gave us. There's nothing and like... you could have it too, Andrew. There's nothing like waiting, getting your fourth pick in a draft and getting Jan Vesely. <laughs> what a dream. <laughs> All right, yeah, moving that's on. That's why you got to get rid of uh, Art... Wait, Gronfeld, right? It, Ernie. Yeah. yeah, lots of issues there, and it looks uh, more dubious than ever that he's leaving anytime soon. Cause Hinky's available. The ownership group is, has got some complicated yeah. uh, thoughts about what their role in Washington, D.C. metro area are, which we don't need to get into here. 
Moving on to other trends and things we're seeing in the NBA. Fellas, I'm seeing a lot of bigs shooting threes. I'm seeing Marcus All put the Wizards to, to sleep one night with f- three threes in an overtime. Yeah. I didn't know we wanted to go back to Joel Embiid this fast, but yeah, he shot four for it's four fine. last night from three. Um, I, I got a text when I was at the wedding last night. <laughs> I was at the wedding chatting with friends. I got a text from Ray. It just said, four for four from three ain't bad. No context. Didn't know who he was talking about. Didn't know if he was watching basketball. I thought he was out at a beach vacation. I, but there we go. This is the depth of his Joel Embiid love. But yeah, Embiid's been I shooting think, well. I think Gasol shooting is super. Gasol shooting well. is like the. Um, so for our listeners, there's been a trans uh, transformation how the game has been played. Lots more players are shooting outside shots. Basically, when you crunch the numbers and you look at it analytically, you realize shooting three pointers, if you can do it at all well, is is significantly better than most any other shot besides a shot right under the basket. Um, and so lots of players have been moving farther from the basket, shooting threes. Um, and I think it's one of the most interesting cases of it is this guy, Marcus Saul, who was made famous by being on the grit and grind, uh, Memphis Grizzlies. And for being a large, handsome Spaniard. He is, he is. Uh, and so for the most part, he was under the basket, working the post, playing the elbows, but now he's been just shooting a ton of threes. He hit a ton of threes against the Wiz, right? Yeah, I got four in the game. One yeah, to send it to overtime, two in the overtime to to break the back of a, at that point, 12-0 to zero overtime run of the Grizzlies. We didn't score a point until the last minute of overtime, which is mm-hmm. always a good sign. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I it, make, it makes sense to me. And when I think about players uh, like, like an Embiid, who you want on the post because he's just really good at that and so big, um, just to be able to, like, give the you know an offense a different look to pull the guy outside to make your his defender have to come out with him i think does really change the yeah like the was not ready to be defending a three-point shot he was very surprised um speaking of other surprises and fun things going on let's talk about the lakers gentlemen i'm looking at our over-unders that we did before the season i happened to pick i thought the lakers would be under their win total and you, you gentlemen also agree with me. I think we might be a little bit nervous about that at where we stand in the season. The Lakers look pretty good. Yeah, it's still early. Um, and you would still expect them to struggle early in the season because they have so many young players um, that are really kind of just starting to play with, you know, play with each other for the first time. Um, I think they're going to cool off because they still are lacking a lot of, like, like D'Angelo Russell's, good but i don't think you know you don't expect a guy that young to be really a great point guard um some of the players have been playing really well but i still kind of question their defense and they haven't been playing good defense so i think if their shooting cools off i think some some teams are going to light them up um they're, and they're they, 500 they're, right now and i think just for the listener their over under was set at 24 games so we th- 24 and a half so they're they're well ahead of that pace course that's it's a small sample size but mm-hmm. um but i think it's a, i think it's ex- i really like i really like brandon ingram i really like d'angelo russell julius randall is playing well but i still think he has lots of limitations like he still has short arms i completely still- forgot about him and I, the thing that's most noticeable is the outside of the t-rex arms apparently is uh he can always get to the basket he's got a great first step can get around folks drive hard Obviously, could improve his, with passing. He's, he's basically for, he, there for points and rebounds at this point. But he's good. Moves he moves around uh, pretty well and breaks down. Help, helps break down a defense, which gives everybody else a little bit of space to work with. But yeah, I don't think they're going to be a playoff team. But there's definitely they look better than the twenty four and a half projected yeah. to me at least. Absolutely, so I don't know. absolutely. And it's like they just have a um, they have Luke Walton there. That you know they had Byron Scott, who's one of these old school coaches who like rode the rookies real hard and challenged their manhood publicly whenever he could and didn't play them a lot. And, and then you had the Kobe fiasco and, uh, anyhow, it was just a, I think, I think there's just lots of more positive vibes with that it's, team. It and seem to be having fun for sure. Yeah. yeah it's hard. It, it might be hard to, uh, overestimate maybe the Kobe, effect that that team had last year like they were really bad 
because of him. The retirement theater, yeah. Yeah, just like you're not playing basketball at that point. You're just going around doing a little tour. Now, now that I'm looking at these over-unders, Court, I'm glad you're on the mic. Talk to me about the Miami Heat. You think they're going to be better than their, their 34 and a half over-under. Yeah. Everyone else thinks Ev- under. You, you like the Heat? Everyone else said under? Yeah. Even, even Ben Foster? Uh, mostly what I did was just yeah. look at Ben Foster's picks and then copy them, and then I switched a couple of them. Uh, I think that could be uh, <laughs> to your doom as well as his, possibly. Yeah, uh, he actually disagreed with you. He went with the under there as well. Mm, I went over on the Heat. I think I also I, I might have like needed to... Uh, Are you about to admit that you didn't take this as seriously as... I mean, it was it was ten dollars. <laughs> like, a king's I, I ransom, yeah. according to the people haven't paid me yet. You know who you are. <laughs> I was. It is neither so of you. To be honest, the over under part, I uh, was more excited about the league awards part. Once that got on there, that was what sold me on actually participating. If the league awards bonus points weren't on there, and it was just like a list of thirty over and under. Uh, you know, uh, a lot of numbers. yeah. Any any thoughts on those at this point? You know, you you both look. Ray, you think you chose Kawhi and and Corey with Westbrook for MVP. Both of those look pretty healthy so far. I and mean, who knows if they're gonna the teams are gonna be in the right position at the end of the year to back yeah. that up. But Westbrook's been good. Going back to the Heat for a second, though. Oh, sorry I mean, to push you off. Yeah, Whiteside. Let's uh, turn that Heat back on. <laughs> I was excited, you know. He's he was young. He's he's incredibly dude is big. Yeah, <laughs> they're in the East. That's Seem- true. Yeah. yeah, and Dragic has been awesome. He's been playing really, really well. It, it seems like having Dwayne Wade not around him taking the ball has uh, opened him his game back up. Yeah, it seems like they could be they you know doing something. There's a lot of dysfunctional sort of teams out there in the East. I don't know. I think I had to switch from some, some, you know, I switched somebody else and then I had to like switch correspondingly so that I didn't say like everyone was going over their totals or. And court to your credit as per our previous conversation, you also thought the wizards would go under. And again, that's looking pretty healthy at this point. Yeah. Um, any other team surprises at this point for you guys Maybe playing well, better or worse than expected? Um, I'll, I'll pass to Ray on this one. Uh, I think the Mavs not winning any games is probably a surprise the most. I didn't think they were going to be particularly good. They've kind of, with Rick Carlisle and Dirk Nowitzki, seemed to do a good smoke and mirrors um, show every year and put together a, a decent team. But I think they just don't have enough talent right now to to be that great. I think I'm surely they're gonna you know work their way back toward 500. But I think. Um, they're they're not having a win would be a surprise to a lot of folks for them, but I, I don't think it's actually yeah I think it, it seemed if you if you were high on them you it seemed that you believed in a uh, Harrison Barnes explosion and if you were low on them like I was you thought we already saw what Harrison Barnes was and and it wasn't gonna be enough to lift a team with an aging Dirk although our hero Justin Anderson's there yeah I, I'm gonna guess that I w- I went over on the Mavs uh, you probably did let me yeah let me go I, ahead and take it and that's uh, is that doom Almost totally, yeah, quite I, yeah. hard over. I was, yeah, hard over. Justin Anderson, Rick Carlisle, also UVA guy, uh, have a lot of faith in him. Dirk Nowitzki, also a fan. You know, Court, I think I'm a, I'm a big fan of of good transitions in podcasting. So I only just transition right to you talking. Take us over to the UVA corner. All right, twenty minutes on the clock. Court's going to talk about UVA players for <laughs> now. The Sports <laughs> Illustrated just. Uh, they ch- it's they a 30 second it. 30 shot now, clock. Yeah. Come on, Ray. Come the Sports on. Illustrated came out with, with UVA ranked number seven going into the season. Lost some big names last year, Malcolm Brogdon uh, being the biggest. What are your thoughts, Court? Seven seems a little high to me. Uh, I know that they have Austin Nichols coming in as a transfer uh, who has apparently looked real good in scrimmages, and they took a little trip in Spain as well. Uh my buddy, shout out to Scott Grimmer, who did some coverage of that on the Saber message boards. Uh, Very exciting. Some, yeah, some really loose, sparsely attended games against Spanish semi-pro teams. Uh. Um, and also for the listeners, just as a friend told me the other day, Austin Nichols is also uh, has a, a game. A, how many game suspension? A suspension. He has a, one game suspension. I think he's just suspended as my friend the- put it. 
he has Evan Nolte issues, which has means he likes to have a good time on a weekend, and maybe yeah. it didn't go that well for him for the team format, which we have no judgment of. I just found no it quite, quite humorous. The man, the man likes to have a beverage on the weekend. Who doesn't? Um, but yeah, so the, he's looking pretty good. He's yeah, he's he's kind of the the excitement coming in, uh, you know, because they're losing Brogdon and and Gill, uh, especially on offense. Like, I know that in terms of big games, Gill sometimes was uh, accused of being a little absent, but he's he had that he was your go to guy in the post. He could get you some buckets there. Also, just kind of like a he'd been there forever, high energy guy. Yeah, worked hard, got a lot of good rebounds. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, you need, you need a, a hard worker or whatever in there is, a <laughs> that's a thing people say about sports. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> and so, uh, and Parentis is coming back. Parentis, you know, uh, excellent point guard, just real cerebral. Uh, and yeah, I'd be interested to see if he's going to step up a little more in the offense. He, he was he hit a lot more threes last year, but still it was Brogdon's. A lot of the, the offense ran through Brogdon, so I'll be interested if Perantis, yeah, other than just assisting, if he's going to have more of a scoring role. And can he sustain his percentage? Like he has a he has it's a really, really high, excellent yeah. three point percentage, but it's because he's taking these like open threes. Like you know, he's not just like Brogdon could could create occasionally and would take a contest more contested three. Um, Season so starts that. this Friday, by Season the way. Season starts this Friday. Excited for it. I obviously there's some other guys that we could. Diakite, I think. Yeah, how you say I, it. I saw yeah. his name. Mamadi. That, Echoes of Mamadi Diane from my time at the university. And we can only hope um, just as impactful. Just as impactful. <laughs> uh, <laughs> bring back Jason Kane. Bring back Kane. Identify my items, please. <laughs> uh, yeah, UVA basketball always a good time. Nothing, nothing I enjoy more than having, being incredibly stressed and upset about games that i'm watching but it they they do they do something to me like no one else does and usually makes me very nervous yeah and they're it's much more frustrating in the college game you get things that just go wrong where you're like how how did they not know not to just throw it to the guy when they pressed him you know that got that kind of stuff which you don't yeah it's surprising that all of these uh, 18 and 19 year olds aren't as good as the (laughs) nba players that we watch on a more regular basis right you know, some Even people though say the product is better. And <laughs> <laughs> some people like to say the college product is better, and those people don't know anything. Yeah, well, they're our friends too, and we still yeah. Like them. We and still it's all like about them, heart, wrong, teamwork. There's excitement there. Yeah. Uh, non-paid athletes, things, uh, all the stuff <laughs> that we really love that brings us together, unites us as a, as a society. <laughs> yeah, free labor. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> court. Take us back to the NBA on this UVA trend. Yeah, what's, so we uh, talked a little Justin Anderson. What's uh, going on with Joe Harris and Malcolm Brogdon? Joe Harris signed with the Nets over the offseason. I believe we actually, uh, it was the, the previous podcast to this one, which I guess was episode 11. Are we on 12 now? It, it, we we're on number 12. Yeah, that was so certainly 11. Don't look it up. It, um, Joe Harris had just signed with the Nets, so I got to talk a lot about how excited I was for that. And it turned out my excitement was uh, semi-validated. He's had a couple games where he's been able to hit some threes. He's still really a back-of-the-rotation guy for a not-very-good team. Yeah, Uh, I was going to say, it's it's not a great (laughs) sign that he's on the worst team in the NBA and is... We're excited that he's getting run. So yeah, I mean, it, it's better to get run, I guess, for the worst team instead of. I mean, he played in the finals with the Cavs, uh, but he played one minute in garbage time. I saw on a Twitter a, a sad Joe Harris joke where someone asked if the television show Pros versus Joe's still existed, and I got a response that was a picture of Isaiah Thomas taking Joe Harris to the hole, <laughs> and it was. Uh, Pretty good Joe Slam, but what's up with Malcolm Brogdon and, and Milwaukee, the the new rookie pick of the Milwaukee Bucks? Yeah, so they got a couple rookies there. You were talking big men shooting threes. Uh, Thon Maker. Our man. Our man. Uh, I, w- I was just looking up some Thon Maker stuff, too. There were some good Google suggestions, which were, uh, what school does Thon Maker go to right now? answered he doesn't go to school he plays for the bucks uh the other one was is thon maker canada <laughs> that one i'm not as sure about uh yeah he hey, might be it's an extremely difficult sentence might to be parse. A sovereign nation uh population about <laughs> i have no idea <laughs> 
Less well, did you did you look into it? Is <clears throat> he Canada? He is. As far as I can tell, he's not Canada. But he nailed a couple. He came in for one minute at the end of this game and nailed a couple of threes, uh, much to the excitement of uh, his more celebrated peers like Giannis. And uh, he, so you know, he's he's getting a little bit of taste of some action there. But Brogdon actually has been getting a few minutes up there and he's had some uh you know solid performances yeah it's kind of exactly what you expected out of him which is yeah like you know he, he's polished but not a lot of upside he's uh, unselfish gets his teammates good shots he can he can get into pick and roll and do it he can make open shots he'll be a bench guy that won't totally screw up the game for you yeah he's solid consistent yeah. I've, I've kind of forgot how big he is i was surprised yeah. to see him on the floor and looking I mean, I know he's a bit older. He's 22, right? 23, I 23, think. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, he doesn't look frail. He doesn't look young. He's a, He's got an NBA body, as they say. A, NBA body. Got a master's degree and, I don't know, public Blah, blah, blah. Something. He's a good dude. <laughs> We've heard it all. <laughs> International uh, development, something like that. Good luck in the, in your actual career after basketball. But hopefully <laughs> we'll get you long enough that uh, we can get excited about another Wahoo in the NBA. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, Mike Scott, I believe, is injured right now. That's kind of a bummer. I forgot about Mike Scott. Yeah, my my bad. The emoji man, Doctor Emoji. Are his, are his legal troubles behind? Did that clear up? Uh, I, I think that they did clear up. Yes. Yeah, they just got. He got. He was not guilty. <laughs> yeah. The the story of that is, I think he took the fall for a cousin, his brother, brother, yeah, brother his and was in, facing some legal, some drug possession issues, and I think they were sorted out. Um, and I think he's he didn't miss any playing time and. Yeah, I don't they, believe he had anything other than maybe some legal fees. So good for right, him, good yeah. for him. Yeah, good for him. Um, but yeah, now he's. Uh, I, th- I want to say it's a knee. So he's he's been out um, at the beginning of the season. He's he's going to be out for a little while, uh, which is a bummer. He's a kind of a fun player. Can can get hot, get in there, get in there and hit some threes. Uh, he's a big guy, big ish guy, considering uh, not the best defender. No. But hey, you know, Mike Budenholzer, he can make it happen. Gonna make it happen. Um, so yeah, that's kind of the, uh, I think that's that's the recap there. And that's UVA the, Sports Minute. That's UVA Sports Minute. Those are the brought, guys. Brought to you by brought a, to you, uh, something on the corner. The Alumni Association. Little John's. Panda Garden. Panda Garden. Pan, that, yeah. Trinity. <laughs> Three-notched uh, brewing. Norbits. <laughs> um, the 40 store. Oh, Shady Grady. (laughs) (laughs) And all of the fine establishments in everyone's favorite city. Now, Ray, I got a bone to pick with you. You, Pick away, Andrew. You seem to have accurately already predicted the sixth man of the year, Zach Randolph. How did you know that was going to be such a good fit? He's been great so far off the bench. Uh, I guess there was a lot being written about that when when it was decided that he was going to come off the bench. Note to the listener. He seemed... Ray knows how to read. He seemed to embrace this role. He, he even, I think he said that he wanted to win six man of the year. And I thought. It's a rare thing to Zach want. Randolph if you want it, you can have determined. it. Yeah. If he is determined. And, and it just kind of made sense. Um, I think there are some classic uh, bench roles that uh, just kind of work and get attention. You know, particularly if you're a really good player off the bench, like maybe this will be Jan Mahimni. Uh, he will you know, help the team defensively. He might not score a lot, so people really aren't going to pay much attention to him. But if you're Jamal Crawford, who scores a lot off the bench, or Zach Randolph, who is going to get the ball in the post and push around weaker guys and puts up numbers, he felt like a safe bet. And I think it was a great... I, I think what they're... I think the moves they made in Memphis make a lot of sense. I, I still think they have a... Uh, limited ceiling and uh, like a lot of guys who may get injured uh, and they don't really have that much depth. Uh, so they might not be that good, but I, I like what they've done and how they're, how they're changing their style of play. Yeah. I think the Memphis has surprised me. They look pretty good so far. Another one team that came in with some injury questions. Looks like they had some of them answered today. The, the, I almost called them the new Orleans jazz. The Utah Jazz just got oh, my favorite Utah League of Legends Jazz. player back, Gordon Hayward, after a broken finger and hand, I think it was. Court's got some thoughts because I brought up League uh, of Legends. A league player. Uh. <laughs> um, he did challenge LeBron to say that I'm the best player in the world, 
and he, referencing League of Legends. Is he? He's not the best League of Legends. Player of course in the not. World. But it was. Uh, he was saying I was the best player in the NBA, and I think there was a parenthetical League mm, of Legends the best. reference. Gotcha. The now, best. for the listener, this is a game that I have never heard of, other than Gordon Hayward speaking about it, and I know nothing about it. Court, it's what uh, is it? Okay, so it's a. It's you a, get 18 seconds on this and no more. It's a MOBA, which stands for oh, Multiplayer <laughs> Online Battle Arena, which pits two teams of five against each other, similar to basketball. Two teams of five, there are specific roles for and each player. And moving on. <laughs> from, but yeah, Gordon was, debuted today earlier than people expected, 28 points. I'm a big Gordon Hayward fan, gentlemen. What do you think? It was based on a <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> mod for Warcraft 3. <laughs> <laughs> man i mean if he's gonna bring it up that's what he's gonna, that's what's gonna i guess happen to him. um they played against the knicks today and i'm gonna get onto another soft spot uh, during that game gobert yammed all over chris Stapp's oh man Porzingi. it's a good it's a good jam you should look at it i thought oh i was about to flip out i thought you were gonna say it was a good gif and oh, we were yeah. gonna have a big issue it wasn't it wasn't a good gif mm. uh, hard g for gif hard g I'd for say. gif yeah um knicks look like a mess yeah, I mean, uh, Noah, the, I uh, mean, signing Noah <laughs> for <laughs> that signing, maybe you could have predicted that. Yeah, uh, they just, uh, they look rather uncoordinated as a group. I um, want some flashes, but. Yeah, I have, I really don't want to say anything about Derek Rose. I <laughs> No comment. <laughs> yeah, just don't, don't want to comment on him. Uh, Porzingis, always, you know, he's the, the ray of light at the end of the tunnel to mix some metaphors and a beautiful one at that. And I think you had him listed as your most improved. I had him as most improved. Uh, yeah, I was hoping that he was just going to be even better than he was in his rookie season. I don't really, I didn't have a like, huge basis for that other than he was awesome. He's like this really tall guy. Uh, oh, he, yeah, I'm a fan. Did you see the video of him talking the other day? And it sounds like he's adopted some sort of strange uh, <laughs> New York accent instead of having a Latvian accent. It, it's, it's pretty funny. Most improved. Most, already <laughs> most, most improved, most improved for entertainment already in this season. Yeah. Gentlemen, any other things to hit before we before we ride out of here? Any any topics un, undiscussed that need to go discussed? Uh, I'm, I know my sixth man of the year was Enos Cantor. Really regretting that one. That one's not looking so good. Yeah, not as good there. The Westbrook one for MVP, still in the running. He's, you know, he's going to do I it think, all. I think as what they say about what all the other people say is that if the team doesn't it doesn't get a little better, he's probably not going to be in the running. But they got to win 50-plus maybe, do you think? Yeah, or but he just has been, to get he's all, been good enough. All, triple doubles the rest of the games. Yeah, Every we'll game. see about that. But the, all, the, the good thing that all three of us agree on, Rookie of the Year. Rookie of the Year, Malcolm Brogdon. Joel Embiid, the process. The process Embiid. We certainly believe that that, and that looks definitely the strongest thing right now. Buddy Heald hasn't hit a shot since uh, the NCAA tournament. (laughs) Did anyone pick Buddy Heald? Because if so, can we shame them? Oh, uh, I'm I'm I super I'm is. extremely pleased you brought this up, Ray. Is. <laughs> this is our best friend, number one podcast contributor, oh Ben Frosty Foster. Oh boy. Now Ben Ben wanted to call in today and we just couldn't oh, we couldn't figure the technology out. So we're sorry to not have you here sitting with us uh, at least virtually. But yeah, Ben went with Buddy Heald. Like I said, hasn't hit a shot since uh March Madness. Mm, yeah. That's and not it, true, but <laughs> Court, I'm not it's interested in your facts. Not interested in the facts. That's not what we're here for. But he's probably behind Malcolm Brogdon on my rookie of the year list. So I'd far. agree. Uh, can Embiid win it, even though he's only going to play like 20 minutes a year? Absolutely. Right it, now, he's actually even with the minutes restriction, he's putting up better like counting stats than basically basically everybody else. I mean, some who people, else? Who else is in the running? Some even posters are trying to talk about Jalen Brown, but that's just those annoying Boston people being all. Boston, well, pink hats and all that. That's a that's a tautology right Ingram? there. Is Ingram possible? Uh, I don't think he's playing enough, and he needs to put on about two hundred and sixty to two hundred seventy more extra pounds, and then he'll be he'll be yeah, able to play. I actually think the second the second most likely is is probably still Ben Simmons, honestly. Shocking tick from Raymond. Yeah, consider me in the consider me in the camp that Third would be most likely Dario Saric. <laughs> I think he's, if he if he comes back, basically he's gonna put up decent. If he comes back and plays four months, he's gonna put up 
good. He's going to get a lot of rebounds. He's probably going to score, get some assists. He'll have like a nice looking stat line. And I don't think just uh, these other guys are pretty raw or, or kind of limited. And how consider me in the camp that doesn't think we'll see him playing four months. We'll see him show up in April, mm. give a little hello. Yeah, ensure a good draft pick. Ensure yeah. that an asset stays safe. Yeah, we're so I've listened and to all these Sixers podcasts and multiple of them have have had foot surgeons on, and I, I that might be right, but. Um, Basically, it sounds like after about three months with the Jones fracture, there's not a whole lot of advantage in resting more. This is Um, my part of my uh, Colangelo secret trust the process of Van Trank. Okay, okay. So I think it's not really to do with the actual health of the foot. It's more of, once again, even without Hanky, there is no real reason that the Sixers should be trying to win a ton of games this year. Markel Fultz, that's the guy. Say that again. Markel Fultz is one of the top prospects. Oh, is that? Is He's yeah, a I'm not point much guard for, prospect, and uh, that's that's maybe a position they actually. You know what? I think would be interesting if they drafted another big. Mm-hmm. That could be fun. Uh, <laughs> it would be not that fun. No, it but, wouldn't, uh, be. It wouldn't yeah. be at all. Um, my most embarrassing pick right now is that I looks like I have Iguodala as six man, Ooh. and I promise is the only Warriors talk on this podcast so far. But that does not look positive at this point. Yeah, and actually. That I think, him, him and Livingston. I, th- I think their supporting guys not being as effective or kind of the underlying story, um, you know, with their early season struggles is a weird way to say it because they're still great. But um, yeah, I think not being able to protect the rim and if those guys if those guys have legitimately dropped off, that would be my cause. Ca- for concern, not that Duran and Curry and Thompson and Draymond aren't going to fit together or be good, if, but if they don't have those supporting, because Andre was huge for them. He's their best perimeter defender, um, and he was he was great in so many different roles. If if he's declining, that's that's a tough spot. That's a problem, them. and that's the end of our Warriors analysis. If you want to hear more about the Warriors, literally stumble into any NBA outlet ever, and you will hear all that you need to hear about that team. But speaking of big teams, famous teams. Cavs and the Spurs both outperforming my, my expectations, which were already high. Those teams look pretty good. They look like they're serious about making a season of this instead of just a Warriors running away with it uh, narrative. They do. And I think LeBron, I think we're so spoiled with LeBron's greatness that we uh, we don't kind of appreciate it in the moment. But I think he's. I think he, he does seem to be dialed in to have a good regular season. He's almost averaging a triple-double right now. Um some of his struggles, like from the three-point line, persist. He's not shooting well from three, and that's 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 definitely a downer. But he just is such a great basketball player and it's, such it's incredible passer. It's pretty it's unreal. pretty hard to not, to not deny him when he's interested in getting after it. Gentlemen, we're on the way out, but give me one thing you're looking forward to in the next few weeks of the NBA months. Pick a pick a time Do frame. I, I don't care. Can I not? Pick Joel Embiid. You're not allowed to mention the Sixers at all in this I'm upcoming answer. The so you can go. Okay. The court can go while you're waiting. Yeah, uh, I'm excited r- right now. The Bucks and the and Dallas are playing. Uh, Justin Anderson was in the starting lineup. The um, the Brogdon Brogdon has played Anderson nine minutes and Summit. missed four shots, uh, which is not as good. Do you um, think that they were friendly? Do you think? Yeah, those dudes they played together. They have to be best yeah, friends. They're probably. Otherwise, yeah. I can't understand the world. Plus, like you know, one of them is like that. Justin Anderson is like that kind of like loud best friend who's always smiling and happy and like getting, you know, excited about stuff. And Brogdon is kind of like your the more reserved, friend. just like classic, like good, dependable guy. Also a classic friend and Cla- any set of friend group. So. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to that, which is which is good because it's literally the present moment. Well, actually, by the time this is released, it'll be the past. Mm. And so you failed to answer the question. Back to Ray. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to yeah more <laughs> questions. More questions about temporality and all that. More philosophical discussions. That's on, on Friday's podcast. Yeah, with Greg Sieber. Um, I'm excited about s- small sample sizes getting larger. And, um, oh, <laughs> this is so exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, yeah, legit, I, I'm, I'm excited to see kind of it uh, take shape. Um, I feel like it's hard to talk about the NBA at this point in the season, really make any good conclusions. Um, but it would just, it'll be good to just kind of see these teams take shape and really know what they are. Um, I think the Spurs are super interesting and, uh, Kawhi is just like unreal, uh, as, 
an all around player as a defensive player. Like he is just, just, he just takes the ball from people in ways that it looks like he's a, you know, bigger kid at a playground, just picking on somebody else. But, um, he's unbelievable. uh, He's been, he's been great so far and it's great to see him. Looks like he smiled a couple times this year, and yeah. a lot of good jokes about he got his systems upgraded this summer to add in smiling, uh, and I thought that was nice, nice. very entertaining. I'm most looking forward to the Chicago Bulls falling apart because mm. I don't understand them. I've never liked the Bulls. I can't start now, uh, and the team doesn't make sense, and it it upsets me in my understanding of basketball. If suddenly Dwayne Wade is hitting a bunch of threes and Jimmy Butler is hitting threes and Rondo is shooting yeah. well. And I just, I can't, yeah. I can't stand for it. So looking Butler, forward to that collapse. Butler at least was an okay three point shooter before, but Wade, I think he's probably going to drop off. The only thing good about that is Robin Lopez. Probably one of my favorite players in the league. Cause of the mascot thing or just cause he's uh, goofy just in general, general kindness, entertainment. Uh, he's just a, he's a fun fellow. Kind of a sideshow Bob look about him. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, that's always fun. Uh, and the more Simpsons references we can get into, not only this podcast, but the NBA overall, the happier man I am. He's one of the few NBA players I've seen in real life, not you know on the court. Yeah, so I'm in an airport one time. Big dude. Wow. Much larger than Ryan Kronk. The standard many, comparison point. Do you think he's probably about like two Kronks, really? At least yeah, in mass. Yeah, I think that he's... Easily double cronk. Double cronk. Okay. Yeah. Double cronk. Um, well, gentlemen, uh, any other any other parting thoughts, NBA think, or otherwise, before yeah, I, we head out of here? I think people have been dying to know about um, the f- the fantasy league that we're in. I think. Um, yeah. I think you know, I'm really partic- glad you asked. Yeah. Uh, so I don't. So yeah, what's happening? There? How are you feeling about that? How are you feeling about your team? So we have a, a for the listener who I'm sure is still listening. We have a league with some friends from college and. Ray's joining us for the first time this year after we cut off some chaff. Yeah, you know who you are. Um, it's been good. And you know what the most exciting thing is? The current top three happen to all be sitting in this room. What it's are the funny chances? how expertise plays out on the field of battle. Hey, what? Ben Foster, how's last place? <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's right. Slams all around for our absent guest. Um, but it's been a fun year so far. We got a we got we got a weird. We're gonna redraft in the middle of the season, so it's yeah, gonna be. That's gonna go really. That's gonna go. It's gonna. Be, it's, it's gonna be fine. It It'll all fine. depends on our glorious commissioner John Anderson, who does it. Shouts to John does a terrific time, most of the time. Um, easy task, gentlemen. Thank you so much for letting me guest host today. It's been a pleasure for Court literally hosting me inside your home for the last uh, several nights. Yeah. Um, it's been it's been a real real pleasure. Being here in the Big Apple of the South. The Big <laughs> Apple of the South. Charm City of <laughs> Louisiana. <laughs> Give me one more. The. Wrong. Nope, nope, not there yet. The land of 10,000 lakes that are mostly shaped like swamps and or rivers or oceans. Yeah, I'm, I'm on board with that yeah, one. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good one. I think that one's got bite. Yeah. It's got a real connect connectivity to it. Ray, thank you for being here. Thank you, Andrew. And Ray, thanks for playing basketball with me today. Yeah, Andrew. Um, Andrew put on some L- nice. Moves let's not on the go court. into this part. No, you put on. <laughs> it wasn't the best day of basketball playing. No, it was. It was good. Yeah, he was rocking his AARP shirt. Um, I rock more um, than just a shirt. I rock the heart of an AARP member. Yeah. At one point, our team the was hips. called uh, Hootie and the Blowfish. That might have been the <laughs> highlight of, uh, it of was, the game. Who was if, the Darius Rucker of the situation? Well, it uh, wasn't Ray or I, if you can imagine <laughs> what we're trying to come across with the Hootie and the Blowfish reference. <laughs> it was a, uh, a fellow named uh, Terrell, uh, who is our probably the, certainly the best player on our team, and he was... Uh, he was super excited to play. He, he 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 did a lot of things really well. Yeah, and he he, he chose three uh, white teammates, and <laughs> suddenly we became Hootie the Blowfish. <laughs> um, what gentlemen, was your plus minus. Oh, negative for sure. Oh no, it was plus. We won. No, did we only? Did we lose? No, we lost the one game. You know, but you can still have a negative when you when you win. Not the if you play the whole time. Yeah, I got that. That's actually a good point. Yeah. <laughs> Touche and, and to Ray. We have data people in the house. Look and at it. Played the whole. This is a riddle for you. And he played the whole game of a win and had a negative plus minus. What is going on with his game? Own goals. It's all about own goals. 
I'm leaking out the other way, putting in baskets for the other team. Uh, thank listener, singular. Yeah. Thank you for being here, Ben. Good, to, good to hear from you. Uh, other listeners, if you're out there, write in. We'll have you on next time. Yeah, next time, uh, listen. We're probably gonna have some call-in guests, uh, probably from St. Louis, maybe Joel. Oh yeah, St. Uh, Louis. I know a guy there. Yeah, and uh, yeah, maybe even Charles from St. Louis. We yeah, might yeah. take him on there. Maybe Chad from. Oh, where does Chad live now? DC. DC. Yeah, I well, think yeah. I want to get a call in from LA. I don't know anyone out there, but I feel like that would be an interesting place to hear a call. We're gonna from. actually have Ray fly to LA and call in from there. And if if we have any friends in like the like just the Raleigh area, like mm. no, uh, not interested in the Triangle overall, but maybe Raleigh. Oh no, they have to be permanent residents. Per you know, yep, with a home. Yeah, with a home. Mm. Not just a couch in Kronk's house. <laughs> um. And with Maybe that, we just get Kronk on. Let's. I I'd, like I'd be really interested in his basketball take. A little side, like new album. You know what's hot. What are the kids? Oh uh, yeah. To what are the kids listening to? What is the recent be, uh, best album section on Pitchfork? Read, read it to us. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is this section is called the long goodbye. The long. Uh, <laughs> the you. long inside joke goodbye. Thank Listen. you everyone for listening, and have a wonderful night. <laughs>